Remember when you first said I do and how in love you were? Then came kids, work, responsibilities, and laundry. Suddenly your marriage became the last thing on your priority list. Are you wanting more out of your marriage? We are Jeff and Mandy Rose, and we want to show you how to design your perfect marriage. Join us on our challenges of adventure, commitment, faith, and yes, intimacy. We want to help you make your marriage more. Mic check, mic check. Oh, just kidding. We're actually live. Oh. <laughs> I was looking at you like we already just did this. I know, but I was hoping that your mic check, mic check, as you looked at me as if I'm an idiot, would... That you continue that again on the second go around. It wasn't as as intense as I had, as, as I'd hoped. Basically, what you're saying is our mic check before this. I was a little bit sassy. Is that what you're saying? I mean, the mic check on when we woke up this morning. We went to bed last night. It's like Mandy Sassy Rose. <laughs> Can we just talk about one thing? What are we talking about? I just want to know all the people listening. How many people? are not morning people. And then how many of those people are married to somebody who is a morning person? I don't like to be woken up, touched, bothered. I like need a good like 10 minutes. Nobody talk to me. Nobody look at me. Nobody, definitely nobody try to cuddle with me. Don't try to be funny and like jump in the bed and like tickle me. I just want to be like, you know, just, just, just give me 10 minutes to wake up and then I could be happy. But you find this deep desire <laughs> in the mornings to like... You're my cuddle buddy. Annoy the living crap out of me. Like it's your full-time job. I don't even think it's 10 minutes. It's more like two hours. I disagree. <laughs> I just want to like be able to get out of bed and like wash my face, brush my teeth. And then I'm like, okay, what do you need? So like if Mandy gets up at seven, you could probably talk to her and she's going to be in a happier attitude, usually about brunch. <laughs> Stop. That's not true. You're exaggerating. Maybe a little. <laughs> we just had a very extreme episode this morning where he was like... <laughs> that was extreme? That was extreme. I'm like, oh, it's like I'm a zero on physical touch with the love languages. And he loves to like touch, touch, touch. And I'm like, ah, like it just gives me the heebie-jeebie. Like too much. It's too early. It's too much. Just don't touch me. And I look at it is, you know, right now we are in the midst of, I mean, at the beginning stages of summer. It's really just the first week. But, you know, our kids are staying up later and we're just that much more exhausted after a long day. You know, Mandy has them all day. I come home and just, you know, dealing and they're up later. They're, you know, bedtimes are now extended by about an hour and a half or two hours. We're working on decreasing that. We recognize that we're don't have that opportunity for uh, alone time that we are so used to and so desperately need. But um, so when it comes to bedtime, you know, there's not a lot of cuddle time because we've been exhausted. So when we wake up, and there's no kids, and it's quiet, it's peaceful. I just want to cuddle. You just want to be like a kid, like, Mommy, Mommy, Mom. That's what you were saying this morning. You were like, Mommy, Mommy. Like, you were trying to beg me. I feel like they have this picture 
in their head of you like trying to be the sweet husband, like cuddling me, like I love you, babe. You're like your morning breath smells amazing. Just tell you how amazing you are. That is so not how it goes down. I wish we could take video because it's more like, let me see if I can like get out of the bed and then run and jump in the bed and get as close to you as possible and then grab your butt and then who knows i mean it's just it's not as sweet as you're making it sound <laughs> i think it's sweet <laughs> okay whatever okay all right well welcome 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 to today we're going to do something a little bit different i think we've done this before actually this might be the first time we've done it like this why is it always weird saying done it like this? I mean, when I'm talking with my wife here. Okay, sorry. Oh, my god. PG-13. Yes. No, so in the past, we've answered some reader questions before. But why this one is a little bit different is that this was a question that came to me. It was more of a financial question that came to me to my blog, Good Financial Sense. But when I read it, I just thought, man, this, is, this isn't just a money question. I mean, this is a, a marriage question. So I already did record a video where I addressed this, but I thought it would be fun to have Mandy come on and just kind of give her thoughts, opinions, two cents on the situation, because this is definitely, it is a marriage situation. So I'm going to read this. It's a, it kind of starts off with a story to give you some background, and then it ties into a question. And uh, all right, so let's do it, right? Let's do it, let's do yeah. It. Okay, so here we go. This comes from Don. Don says, the biggest problem I have besides budgeting is having a spouse flat out refuse to help. He gives me via direct deposit the paycheck from his first job, which is about $300 a week take home. The second, I'm assuming a second job is cash and he is to do with that what he desires. He refuses to cut back on any services, cable, etc. We attended uh, Dave Ramsey's Financial Peace University a few years back, and the furthest we've come since is finally making a budget and sharing a bills account, but he is not interested in any future goals. My student loans were my deal. I work part-time, too, to fill in the budget gap to make headway on bills. So for a year now, I have resigned myself to taking care of it. Savings, planning, picking up more hours. We have three children at home or else I'd work full time. And then this is what she goes on to say. And I, I even underlined this. So, so I don't want to hear we need time to work together or negative thoughts on his behavior. I want to hear as I see others in my position how to make financial change without the spouse on board. That's it. That's the question. All right. So this is a money and marriage question. It, you know, it, it was funny because when I, I read this and I was just really, you know, how was I going to respond to this question? You know, and just like, you know, trying to address her question, you know, how do I, you know, get my spouse on board? But, you know, it was, I struggled with this and the struggle with, because to me, this really wasn't, it wasn't a money question. You know, it shouldn't have like a money problem. Like it's, it's a marriage problem. Yeah. I mean, I agree with you, but I think she's already like, she already has in her head, like she says, so I don't want to hear, we need to work together or negative thoughts on his behavior. And that to me is a marriage issue, but that is also an issue that she has. I mean, she has the wrong outlook <laughs> on working together and negative thoughts on his behavior. I mean, well, and I think just the comment, you know, like, so I don't want to hear, like, she doesn't want to hear it. Whether and that's why I kind of wanted your 
opinion on this because when I look at that, I mean, when I first read this, and granted, this is only one side of the story, so we don't, you know, this is just coming from her. We don't know what's going on with the husband. You know, maybe from his end, it's that, you know, he's doing the best that he can do, and, and you know, he's not good with money, so he's put her in charge. Like, you know, we don't know both sides. But, you know, right now we're just basing this off what we have here in front of us. But when, you know, she makes the comment, like, I don't want to hear, I mean, to me, it's like you're just avoiding it. I mean, you're avoiding what is the problem and you don't want to hear it, but you need to hear it because it needs to be addressed. Yeah, I was going to say, it sounds like she doesn't want to hear it because she's heard it so many times. Like so many people have said that to her when she's confronted them about this issue. Like, what do we do? And then they, it seems like they've maybe said, you guys need to work together. So she doesn't want to hear that as if like, that's not an option for them. And then I'm just questioning like. Then the <clears throat> follow question to me is, you know, or as my, as any one of our kids would say. Why? <laughs> <laughs> I totally felt like I was just with a kid. Why? Why? You know, you know, why, why can't it you know, be fixed? Why can't it be addressed? Yeah, why? <laughs> why, why, money man? Why? You're the money why? man. Why? When I read that, you know, it's just, and like I said, also too, if I was just basing this off of her side of the story, which is what we have in front of us today, you know, the first thing I saw this when I, if, if this is really the husband's attitude where, you know, he gets his second job, gets cash and doesn't want to use any of that to pay any bills. The fact that he has not been willing to assist with student loans, like that's all her deal. You know, like that's, that's not her deal. That's your deal. I mean, you married her. That's just part of, you married into that. Like you should be able to help out with that. I mean, she's paying the bills. She's raising your kids. So why is the student loans hers and not yours? When I initially read that, you know, not just thinking the money problem, but I also thought I just want to take this husband and just like shake him, you know, by the shirt collar and slap him upside the head. That usually doesn't work, though. Probably doesn't, but it might <laughs> make me feel good. You know, because it's just frustrating that when I see that, like I said, like we just see one side of the story. But if this is truly the side that I see, you know, husbands, you know, if, if this is really the attitude that you're taking that you, you don't want to really help out and you just want to put it all on, on your wife and have her do everything and then make her pay you know, her own student loans and pay the bills and you're going to take your cash and do what you want. I mean, that's just that's not marriage at all. That's not a union of two people. That's you doing your thing, her doing her thing. And that's not marriage. That's what not that's what marriage is not about. <laughs> That's what marriage is not about. Something like that. Or what I, you know what I meant to say. I know what you meant to say, yes. Yeah, I would say like they don't seem like they're working towards the same goal. And I think that, you know, early on in our marriage, I could see how you could get sidetracked by that. Like, you know, you go into marriage and you each have different perceptions of money and you each handle money differently and you each have had different spending habits before you were married. And then you come together and you have to like really work on being unified in a goal of like, okay, so we're two different people with two different outlooks on money. How can we come together and really work together to, to accomplish whatever the goal is? So like, you know, what, what if the goal is we need to pay off these student loans, we need to have, you know, X amount of dollars for the bills. We need to have X amount of dollars in savings. It doesn't seem to me like they have any goals, any money, marriage money goals. I mean, that's what it seems to me when I'm just hearing it out loud. Yeah. I mean, they haven't talked about it. Yeah. And the <laughs> fact that, uh, you know, they, they don't have any goals. He, he, he doesn't want to have any goals. He doesn't want to talk about goals. And if you listen to a few Marriage More podcasts, you, you probably already know that I'm the goal guy. I love having goals. And, you know, Mandy is, 
not so much into goals, although she does she does see the importance of them. I think money goals are important, though. Okay. I, I think we're pretty good with that. Like early on, we were like, OK, we need to have, you know, when we first got married, five thousand dollars in our savings account. I mean, we were pretty specific on the goals that we wanted with our money. Like we want to buy a house. We want to be able to do, you know, these things. We want to take a vacation a year. I mean, we were specific about the things that we wanted with our money. But had we not had that conversation, I mean, we could have just been like spending whatever and there was no money set aside. And then it's just like you have to have the the conversation. So we're good about, I think, marriage goals. That's all the other goals. Marriage money goals. Money marriage goals. Money marriage goals. We're going to claim that as a trademark. That or something. <laughs> um, no, I totally agree. You're absolutely right. I mean, that, that was some of the conversations we had in the beginning and the conversations that, you know, we still have today. We were talking about just like with our adoption and, and what we want to have in our savings account to make us really more you make you feel comfortable, you know, to, to be able to go through this adoption where we weren't worried about, you know, with our finances, because this is those that aren't aware, when you adopt, especially internationally, I mean, it's it's expensive, you know? So we just want to make sure that we had enough cash on hand so that we weren't find ourselves in a situation, you know, to where we were financially strapped. And, you know, so that, and that, it's evolved to, you know, from way back when, when we had zero savings. Like, I remember when I was deployed to Iraq, I don't think I even had a savings account. I had a checking account. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You know, and I think, you know, just by thankfully being, I'll say thankfully, it feels weird when I say thankfully being deployed. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know if many of that are thankful for being deployed. I mean, I was thankful to serve my country, but I was thankful for the financial position that that put us in. It helped us to pay off some of the, the credit card debt that I had accrued and some of the student loan, no, my student loan debt was gone, but some, most of the credit card debt that I accrued and, you know, we pay that off and we hit that first milestone of, you know, getting that $5,000 to cash savings. And then we were also, I was really animate about maxing out our Roth IRAs and, and doing some of that stuff. And that was like at the beginning of our marriage. And I feel like, as you mentioned that we've done that, you know, we've just so graduated on, you know, newer financial goals and, you know, buying our first house and building our first house and having kids and, and when we take vacations and, and other expenditures. It's just the fact that he is not willing to cut back on anything. And so that's not an option. And I feel like that's, first of all, your number one problem, because people, <laughs> if you don't have enough money and you have outgoing money that you're paying and you don't have enough incoming, you're struggling and you're like, how can I keep up and how can I save a little bit? I mean, they're really, I, I hate when people use that excuse, like, well, I'm not willing to give up my cable and I'm not willing to give up this and that. Okay, well then you either need to make more money or you need to cut back. Like there are two things you can do. And like when people say that they refuse to cut back, okay, then your option is you need to make more money. So how can you do that? You know? It sounds like he is making more money. He has a second job where he's getting paid in cash, but he's not using that. That's just for, I guess, how it's perceived or how it's perceived here is his play money. So he's got a second job, you know, and now, you know, she is trying to get work even more, but she's got three kids to take care of. So, you know, it's just putting, once again, so much more on her to pick up the slack and to do, you know, so much more than, I mean, in now the fact that our, it's summertime, you've got three boys at home. So imagine you having to take care of the three boys, having to have a part-time job, and then also be in charge of paying off your student loan debt if you had it, paying the bills and taking care of all the future planning goals and savings and everything else. I mean, that would be a lot. Hi, I quit. 
I quit. No, but I mean, I do see her dilemma because basically what she's saying is she's like, she wants to change all these things, but she's saying that he is not on board. So like she would be on board to, to make marriage goals, it sounds like, and to figure this all out. But he's in this place where like he's not willing to change anything he's doing to cut back on anything he's doing. Or it seems like he is very closed minded. To me, it sounds like a marriage issue, because if you're going to be married, then you are going to have to have the money conversations. So here's the thing, right? Now with budgeting, you know, that budgeting might not be his strength. Actually, it sounds like it, not just his strength, he doesn't have any interest. You know what? And that's, that's not a deal breaker. But there has to be some sort of communication of, you know, this is maybe just doing like a monthly I don't know if you do spreadsheets, but you, you know, there's a spreadsheet you can do a sheet of paper of here's how much we make, here's how much we spend, here's what we have extra. Just a very break it down, simple terms, just so that he can visually see, you know, what that is. And recognizing that, you know, we, we're not saving, we're not doing this, and and that might be one way to get his attention, we hope. The other thing is when we talk about he doesn't really want to do any goals. It also could be, you know, how it's being framed or how it's being asked. And one way to keep it simple is I'm always just big on just doing, you know, one simple thing. You know, what's one simple action that we can make progress on? And if you want for him to share what some of his goals are, then have him share one short-term goal. And I'll quantify short-term as in like one, a one-year goal. Like what's something a year from now that you would like to accomplish? Just give me one thing and hopefully he can give you that. You know, that's something that you're looking for. At least he can share something that's, you know, that he's passionate about. And, you know, you don't have to put him on the spot. He doesn't have to answer it right then and there. You know, give him like a week, you know, ask him on a Monday. Say, hey, if you don't like just think about this and let's, let's plan a date night, you know, for the next following Friday or Saturday. And like, let's just share. And then also that allow you to share what one of your goals are. So maybe it's a, a financial goal or where you want to have your student loans paid off or you want to have some credit card debt paid off or to have so much in savings so that he can understand where you're coming from and why that's important to you and how you might be able to take some of that weekly, uh, that cash take home pay to go towards that goal. So, I mean, that might be, I don't know if that you think that might work, but it might be a start. Yeah, I definitely think Baby Steps is a great start. It sounds like they did financial planning university. That was called Dave yeah. Ramsey. FPU. And so it surprises me a little bit that he's not more willing. If he went through that and he did it with her, it surprises me that he's not a little bit more willing to talk about this. And I'm not sure what they teach in FPU because I've never been through it. I know you know all about yeah, it's, it. It's just like the baby steps, you know, getting to a, paying off your credit card debt, that snowball, paying, uh, getting a thousand dollars emergency funds, you know, then you start saving into your investment accounts and then college savings. And I mean, it's all the basics, but even, you know, having been a, a financial planner now for feels like an eternity, I recognize that the ones that don't take any initiative to do any type of financial planning, money planning, you know, saving for the future is that they don't see the immediate need of why it's important. So typically what that means is that they haven't been around enough people to see what it looks like to be struggling financially later on in life. You know, and that's really what got me going early on in my career. You know, I was a finance major and graduated 
with a finance degree and really knew nothing about investing, you know, and it wasn't just, it was me just stumbling on becoming a financial advisor where I saw, you know, and I met with a couple that was three times my age. They were getting ready to retire or they wanted to retire, but they couldn't because they hadn't saved or invested and all they had was social security and they were dead broke. And that to me was like the wake up call of like, Oh my goodness, I do not want to become these people. And that's when I started saving right then and there. So I, I've seen, and I've, they, that was the first couple I've seen. And then, you know, as I've been doing this for almost two decades, like I, gosh, it sounds like a long time. <laughs> You're old. I know. It's real. Lord, Which old. means I'm old too. <laughs> so, and that's the reality of uh, that people don't see the, the impact that saving a little bit now and making some small changes now can have for the longer term. Like, they just don't, it's hard for them to, to see that, you know, it's all about right now. What makes me happy right now? And I'll worry about that later. I'll worry about that later. And the next thing you know, you're going to wake up and you're 70 and you're not going to be able to retire because you didn't want to cut back on cable. You know, I mean, I'm sorry, but we have DirecTV and I know that you just negotiated some major, amazing, deal. amazing discount. I mean, that's one way you can just call and tell me you're going to switch and they'll give you a discount. There's a little. That is true. If you, you if you are consistently paying your bills on time, you, pay the bills. you have that to helps. be like a good customer. So, I mean, we have DirecTV and we have, well, I guess for, for me, ESPN and some other, or you and, and Fixer Upper and some other important episodes. But other than like five stations, there's really nothing there. <laughs> no, and we have tons of friends who don't even have it. They just have like Netflix or they have like the Chromecast thing. Yeah, I mean, so it's so, like... Yeah, I mean, what are you, I mean, where are you watching on cable or whatever you have satellite that you couldn't maybe get from like Roku or one of these other discount like uh, Chromecast or even Netflix. I guess I can't do sports on Netflix, but <laughs> now you're like, okay, maybe not. <laughs> maybe it wasn't for like, I've been watching like the NBA playoffs and Sunday night baseball. Like it's, it's ESPN. They just got me. Well, I think like one thing that needs to be clear is that there needs to be some type of compromise. So like if she's going into this thinking, well, you have to see it my way and this is how it should be. And these are the goals that we have and we have to, you have to cut back on this and we have to do it this way. I feel like he is definitely going to have his wall up and he might have said, I'm not doing anything you want. Like, So maybe the approach was wrong because I feel like she has to be willing to give up something too. You know, their goals obviously aren't the same and her goals seem like they're on track and they're, you know, maybe even more extreme and his are like out in left field. But she's maybe going to have to compromise in the sense that like, okay, he doesn't want to cut back on cable, but maybe he'll cut back on, I don't know getting a six pack of beer every weekend or whatever he does. I mean, I'm not saying that that's what he does, but I mean, what do guys do that? Like, I don't know, watch sports and watch sports. I mean, that's what happens watch in my house. They don't beer and eat meat. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I'm just saying like there has to be a compromise. So maybe just approaching it in that sense that like, okay, so I see where you're coming from a little bit. And this is something that you really enjoy. You really enjoy watching these shows. Let's talk about like somewhere else that we could cut back. Maybe it's something I'm doing. Maybe we can collaborate on something that would help the both of us. Yeah. So, I mean, I think, you know, I mean, the other thing that I think you, you realize already is that, you know, you can only control what you can control and you can't make him change overnight. It takes time. And, you know, the one thing I would also say, I'm not sure how long this has been going on, but, you know, one thing is to just pray about it and not just to pray once about it, but to continually pray about it, you know, that, that he'll be able to see 
the importance of having these money goals and having these money conversations. But for the time being, I mean, what you've been doing is, you know, you just keep doing it. And I think some way, somehow, if you can introduce him to what you are doing in a way that just is more educational versus look what I'm doing and what you're not involved in, blah, blah, blah. It's more of a, hey, I just want to let you know, like, here's our budget for the month. Here's what I've kind of figured out. And here's how much extra we have. Just FYI, you know, I'm a little bit worried about this, but, you know, I like just curious on what your thoughts are. Well, in my guess, if I had to guess, I'm going to say that there are probably things that she's doing that she could cut back on too, but maybe she doesn't want to, that she doesn't want to admit it because it sounds like what, I mean, what she's basically asking, the question was, is how can I make financial progress without him being on board? And so if that is your situation right now and you need to work on your marriage, apparently, that's something that's going to take time. Like you're not going to be able to have him on board by just having a conversation. So what you can do is like what Jeff was saying, like you can cut back on things. Like what are things that you can cut back on so you don't have to pick up more hours and so that you can have money and savings. Think about what those things are for you and how you can change what you're doing and then pray about his heart changing to want to get on board with you because there's really, it's kind of like arguing people to Jesus. Like you're never going to be like, Jesus is so real. You don't even understand. Like, like you're never going to argue somebody to Jesus. Like it, you just continually pray for that person. And then it's like a heart change that they have to have. So I feel like it's the same with, with this situation. Yeah. And it might be, as Mandy said, that if there's something that you've been reluctant to give up, like, you know, you want him to give up cable or TV or whatever that is, you know, what's something that, you know, that's obviously important to him. (laughs) So what's something that would be equivalently important to you that you could give up to just show, listen, like I'm, I want to show you that I'm in, I'm in it to win it as well. You know, here's what I'm willing to give up. I'm not saying you have to give up cable. I just want to show you that I love you and I want to make this work. I want to make this work financially. So here's what I'm willing to do. And, you know, without even asking him to reciprocate, but just to say, you know, just with with faith that he'll recognize. And I mean, I don't know. I think that's one way. Yeah, I like it. I'm not giving up PSP right now, though. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not asking you to. Yay! Unless we get in a financial bind. Yay! But we probably won't because you're a financial guru. But I would like to cuddle some more tomorrow morning. Oh, my goodness. On the schedule. I can't right now. I'm actually busy in the morning. <laughs> I'm going to set my alarm for 5, 10 a.m. Oh, please, on, on summer break. Please well, do that. Here's the beauty, though, that at 5, 10 o'clock, that's, that doesn't really make sense, 5, 10 a.m., <laughs> 10 after 5 in the morning, the, the sun is out, so it's... It's like we should be awake and cuddling. Okay, well, just wait because, you know, our daughter's going to be here and you can get up and cuddle her in the morning at 5, 10 a.m. Because I'm sure that's going to be needed. I know, but I like <laughs> whenever like I lay on top of you and be like, oh, I'm your human blanket. You know, I can't really lay on like a, a newborn or a, a toddler. I might, I'd smother her. Please don't do that. <laughs> well, I like to smother you. Well, how did we get this off track again? We're talking about marriage because and money. We're talking about cuddling with me and I was just saying how much I appreciate it. I, I honestly just think that this is a topic that we could probably do a million podcasts on because marriage and money and marriage is a huge, I mean, isn't it like statistically the number one thing that married couples fight about? Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, I think there's so much more to be said here, but this is just one reader question. No, this is one. And were you like foreshadowing something by saying that? Why? I don't know. I'm just curious. 
What am I foreshadowing? Well, no, because like I, I've mentioned to you that one of the, our, our big projects for later on is is really helping with couples and with marriage and money. Oh, yeah. Maybe I am then. Check and I didn't out. even know it. I, I thought you, maybe you did. You're just being very strategic. <laughs> I mean, how do I, how would I know that without talking to you? I don't, well, I have talked. I've mentioned it. We've not really discussed it further than just one of my other big ideas. But Yeah. yeah. But I mean... I, I think that we're both lucky in the sense that we learned early on how to manage our money. And I told you how it's going to be. Oh, really? And we're like, woman, <laughs> pay the bills. Okay. Zip it. You so wish that that's how life went. <laughs> Remember when you were like going to buy that giant TV? And I was like, no, you're not. That would ruin our savings account. And this was like before we got married. Remember that? Say so ain't nobody telling me nothing. <laughs> I said, I love you and I respect you. I, I think we've come together because let's be honest, the Jeff and I are both very opposite when it comes to money. Like we came into this, our marriage, like completely opposite money, marriage goals. Um, and so we've come a long way. And so I would say that to you too. Like if you are newly married and it's a struggle that you're having, like it's an ongoing struggle for us, but we've come a long way. And like, you can do that too. If you just work towards it and you communicate about it and you create marriage goals and you actually take action on those, you know, talking about it is one thing, but then, you know, going over your budget together monthly and checking what your savings account is monthly. And, you know, there are things that you can do. You can talk about it all day long, but you have to actually take action. And the other thing too, is that whenever you have your money goals and this can apply to marriage goals but also money goals but to also i mean we revisit those goals but you also celebrate once you actually achieve those goals and a lot of people don't do that you know we we can celebrate if we're on a diet and we you know lose two pounds or we can we drop a dress size guys don't really celebrate that (laughs) but you know with the money goals so if you have that if you're following financial peace university and one of your money goals get to a thousand dollars in cash savings like celebrate now, you don't go out and spend a thousand dollars to celebrate, but you know, it's just maybe it's like a dinner or you know, it's a just something that is just a signal, just a reminder that man, we put we set this goal like three months ago or six months ago and we finally hit it, you know, and celebrate that. And then, then it's like, okay, awesome, what's our next goal? You know, what's the next thing to look forward to? Makes it so much more fun. That's why I'm all about goals, people. Get on board. <laughs> oh, he is the goal king, everyone. Get on board, the goal train. Choo-choo. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I think we're done. Okay, yeah. I think the train is left. <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, if you have a question or topic that you want us to handle like this, let us know. We want to know. How do they let us know that? They can actually send an email if they would like to. They can send an email to Mandy at HouseOfRoseBlog.com. You know what? Actually, we're gonna. this is what we're going to do. Oh, we're gonna why are you pointing at me? We're going to create a landing page by the time this goes live. It's going to be HouseOfRoseBlog.com forward slash ask. All right. Then, Get on that. Yeah. <laughs> so HouseOfRoseBlog. I wish we could make it marriagemore.com forward slash ask. We've got to like figure this out. I know. You're confusing people I'm now. sorry. But no, you can either email Mandy at Mandy at HouseOfRoseBlog.com or you can head on over to the new landing page that Mandy created <laughs> called HouseOfRoseBlog.com forward slash ask. And there'll be a contact form. You can submit a question privately and we will answer it on a future podcast. Yeah. And we love, I love money and marriage questions because Jeff is really smart about money. So ask away. Jeff, Jeff Rose has all the knowledge. I heard you're really good at landing pages too. (laughs) 
<laughs> Disagree. <laughs> you build amazing landing pages on your website. I'm so jealous of you and your landing page building capabilities. All right. Well, you guys, we would also like to ask you if you enjoyed the show or if you want to share it with a friend, we would so appreciate that. You guys could head over to houseofroseblog.com forward slash iTunes and you can leave us a rating and a review. You don't even have to type anything. You can just give us five stars or four stars or whatever it is that you think we deserve. But when you do that, it helps other people find out about our show. And the more married couples that we can get listening, maybe the more married couples we can encourage and so we would appreciate that so i'll wrap it up you do it all right this is your life this is your marriage and only you can make it more